Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T in 5 for Wednesday, December 6. Let's jump into today's top stories. Pepperdine AD Steve Potts will retire at the end of the academic year. Potts said, It has been my honor and privilege to serve as the director of athletics at Pepperdine and to work alongside some of the most talented and dedicated coaches, staff members and student-athletes. I am proud of what we have accomplished during my time as the director of athletics and am energized by the prospective continued and renewed success for all of our teams with significant facility upgrades on the horizon. Potts has been in the role since January 2011. NCAA President Charlie Baker made his first public remarks since issuing yesterday's memo, saying during the SBJ Intercollegiate Athletic Forum, the proposal that I made yesterday was kind of an amalgamation of a bunch of different thoughts and observations and approaches. For me, this is a conversation we need to have and now we need to actually have it. We need to anticipate where conversations are going and to try and get this big, huge, diverse, 180 committees and like 2,000 members, to a place where they're talking about stuff that's coming and not just reacting and responding to other people's agendas. By the end of the year, we'll see what happens in December and January, but I believe by the end of the year we're going to have policies in place brought to and voted by the Division I board around consumer protections for student-athletes. On the $30,000 trust fund included in his proposal, Baker said, that's a permissive standard, it's a standard designed to establish the minimum. People can do more and people who don't want to be in this division can do pretty much whatever they want. Also from Baker, I want a little antitrust exemption. I just want something that the NCAA and federal government agree that we are allowed to actually have an actual standard. Is the proposal a repeal of pay-for-play? I guess my answer would be no. Baker also addressed other topics, noting that, in the NIL space and other spaces, part of the reason why we're talking to Congress is the ability to codify something to say that yes, the NCA is membership-based and they should be able to actually do their job. There is a difference between the top 100 schools in terms of resources in Division 1 and the other 250. And what happens is the NCA ends up in one of these collisions that takes place. This stuff really matters. If we screw it up, I'm not sure people appreciate how much we would mess ourselves up for a very long period of time. More from Fox Sports at the SBJ Intercollegiate Athletics Forum, where SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey noted Baker's memo was not sent to conference commissioners, saying, what we've seen is Charlie working to be a part of a broad solution. Recognizing that we're trying to be supportive as to a big tent approach but, as you saw yesterday with Charlie's memo, there's a new reality here. Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yormark added, this was a preemptive and very proactive moment. Charlie is leading us through a very transformative moment and I think we have to embrace his vision and energy and do it in a thoughtful way. ACC Commissioner Jim Phillips also weighed in saying, you can start it somewhere, but you better get together with the membership at the presidential level, to the athletic director's level and even the coaches. You can have good ideas, but you have to get the practitioners and people on campus to understand the complexities. Phillips also addressed the Power Four Commissioner's recent meetings on Capitol Hill, noting, I've never been more cautiously optimistic than after the seven meetings that we had last week on both sides of the aisle. SBJ's John Aran believes incoming college football playoff executive director Richard Clark's first order of business has to be figuring out a new media rights deal, and that's not going to be so easy, especially in the next two years when ESPN holds the exclusive rights to the semis and to the finals. What's going to convince Amazon or NBC or Fox or whoever to even pay for a quarterfinal game if they have no hopes of getting the championship game or the semifinal game? And this is the problem that they're running into, and it's one of the reasons that the whole sports rights marketplace has been tightening.
Networks are making their decisions now based solely on leverage with cable and satellite operators. So, let's take Fox. Fox already has deals with the Big 10, the Big 12. Adding a couple more CFP quarterfinal games does nothing to increase their standing with distributors. Digital players like Amazon have shown that they have really no interest in these one-off events. It has to be sort of a longer-term thing like Thursday night football. Early reports, as we said, showed a lot of tepid interest. I don't know what they have to do in order to drum up more interest. It might be as simple as doing a sweetheart deal with ESPN for the next two years, but it's item number one and he's coming in at the tightest the sports marketplace has been since I've been covering this. Thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T in 5 for Wednesday, December 6th. We'll see you back here bright and early tomorrow morning.